Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mindy Tucker, Tri-Delta's VP of Marketing and Communications and Managing Editor of the Trident Magazine. We're now about a month into this sheltering place and staying home, dealing with this unfolding situation around COVID-19. And as Tridelta tries to support our members, we've launched this new series called Three for You. We're taking some of the most important questions or topics that you want to hear about, and we're finding Tridelta experts to share their top three tips or best practices with us so we can be as in the know as possible during this time. I know right now, no one hasn't seen something that has broken your heart during this crisis. There's illness, there's financial stress, there's just a lot of bad news. And I know that we're all struggling with how to best show kindness and help others, how we can serve others. And as a parent, I really want to use this opportunity to engage my kids in how to give back and become community-minded at a young age. So today I'm excited to talk to our Tridelta sister, Dr. Linda Wise-McNay. She's an alumna of our Beta Zeta chapter at Transylvania University. She's an independent fundraising consultant with our fundraising search. And she's just completed her 14th year of consulting, has served more than 175 clients. Her nonprofit background includes work with both higher education and secondary education, the arts and human services organizations. Dedicated to raising the next generation of philanthropists, Linda has co-authored a new children's book, The Adventures of Philanthropy. The Adventures of Philanthropy inspires children of all ages that contributions, both big and small, can make the lasting impact. It sounds like a wonderful resource for parents, schools, and libraries. And um, I'm excited to hear more about it today. It looks into the concepts of philanthropy, collaboration, generosity, nonprofits, the impact of financial resources on the community. And I'm just so excited to jump into this topic. Linda, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's great to be able to share with you and our Tri-Delta sisters. I'm, uh, as a parent, I'm really interested in this topic, um, and I know that we have so many parents out there that are going to be interested to hear about more, more about this. Can you tell me what gave you the idea to write the book? Well, I love to tell this story. I was actually at home visiting my family and spending time with my two great nieces, and they were age four and seven at the time. So the seven-year-old is rolling around on the floor, and she asked me if I would give money to her school. And I said, sure, Ella, how much do you need? She didn't know. I asked her what the money was for, and she didn't know that either. So I invited her to get up and sit with me at the table. In about five minutes, I taught her the basics of how to raise money. So you might recognize that as building the case for support or how to ask. When a few minutes, her grandfather came to the door and rang the bell, and she threw the door open, and she said, pop, pop would you consider giving $100 to my school for school supplies? So, of course, she got her money. And since then, she's gone in to be an even better fundraiser than I am. (laughs) So, So when I was coming home, I was thinking, wow, if I could teach my nieces how to raise money, why can't we teach all kids? So I got together with two of my colleagues Del Martin and Elena Paramore, and we looked everywhere for resources on how you teach kids about this topic, and there just weren't any. So we set about to write the book, and then my son, who's an artist, did the art board, and we published our book, The Adventures of Phil and Thropy. We call him Thropy, and that's the names of the three children, Phil, Anne, and Thropy. 
Fun. I love it. Um, I love that it came from such a personal place. And I can only imagine what you felt when she turned around and was able to sort of make that ask of her grandfather. Uh, talk to her. It was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I know you feel like it's never too early to start teaching kids these concepts. Um, Your first tip for parents is to get into the what it means for the to have the love of mankind. And so I'd love to hear more about that. Well, that is the definition of the, the word philanthropy. And like I said, we used those parts of the word as the, the characters to make it more readily understandable. So I am in a group called the Association of Fundraising Professionals. I'm a fundraiser by trade and I raise money for nonprofits here in Atlanta. So one of our programs is to go into schools and teach kids about this topic. So we partner with Kiwanis and the City of Atlanta Public Schools, and every year we go into the classroom. So volunteers will guide them through a lesson, and now they're actually using our book, The Adventures of Philanthropy, as a guide. And then um, we, we talk to kids about the meaning of the word and how they can use it at home. Okay. I know that your second tip really gets into what families are already doing. And, you know, lots of families can be very involved with their schools or their church. I'm, I'm on the committee that raises money for our school. The kids know it. Um, I'm sitting here thinking now, do they really know what I'm doing and why? You're really making me think about it. But your second tip revolves around the fact that you believe it's important to tell kids about those organizations that you're already supporting. Sure. There's lots of ways to involve kids in your philanthropy so you're right. The first thing is you got, they got to know that that's what your family supports and then tell them why. Why'd you pick that organization as opposed to something else? Our, in our family, when our kids were smaller, we would participate in this giant yard sale our church would have. And we had spaghetti dinners, that kind of thing. And then the money was used to go on mission trips. So our family got to go on one of these mission trips to Guatemala. And while we were there, we were building a school for children who wouldn't have been able to go to school otherwise. So my husband's an architect and he designed a girl's school. Our oldest son installed computers. And because he was able to speak Spanish, he could communicate with his students and their families. And then our younger son is an outdoorsy type. He dug ditches and poured concrete which was also entertaining to the children. And I taught philanthropy concepts to the missionaries so that they could raise more money to support their cause. So that's just one example of what we've done now, maybe something closer to home. Our kids have gone along with their grandparents to ring bells for the Salvation Army or to deliver Meals on Wheels. There's just all kinds of opportunities, even now when we're sheltering at home. I like that. Um, you know, I've always with my kids made them take back a third of their chore money to give. And I just focus on the giving. I've never really focused on where they're giving it to or what it's there for. You know, maybe starting with that would have been smarter. I'm thinking maybe I'm going to reverse this process now and maybe read the book and head back into that giving conversation. So I like that idea of thinking through where you're already active. Um, and I think it probably gets their brains thinking about where they're active or where they would like to be active. And I think that runs into your, your final tip, which is let them start getting involved in some of these giving opportunities, right? Absolutely. They can choose their own charities. It doesn't have to be the same as yours. There's so many opportunities out there, but they might be able to volunteer. You might be able to donate items just right out of your pantry and definitely teaching kids how to make a gift online and maybe using a part of their allowance 
I've found that kids are very creative and just with a little bit of supervision, they come up with lots better ideas than I've ever had. I can tell you one more quick story. When the Girl Scouts had come to my door to sell me some cookies, after I bought my cookies, I said, well, you know, girls, there's more to raising money than just selling things. And they said, oh, what do you mean? And so I gave them a copy of my book. I told them to go home and read it and let me know what they thought about it. And if they wanted to, then we would do a project together. Well, they did let me know they loved the book, but they didn't need my help at all. And they did a number of things. I lemonade stand and some more projects. But they called me the day before school started to say, we have worked all summer long and we've raised $100 and we are taking it to the Ronald McDonald house today. And I was so proud of them. They didn't need my help or much help from their parents. They were so excited. Yeah, uh, I feel like more and more, um, even this week listening to uh, my son's class had an exercise around turning lemons into lemonade. And one of the little girls in the class had said, that's one thing she's going to do. She's going to raise money to help people that need help during this time. I just thought, you know, they're in third grade. I don't know that I was doing that in the third grade. I was probably selling Girl Scout cookies, but was I really taking it to the next level? So I'm so impressed with how industrious these kids are these days and how they just jump in and and are willing to do things like that and help. It's really great to see. Thanks. Thanks. So how can listeners find your book? I think that's important after this. Everybody's going to want to go grab the book and read it to their kids or their grandkids. Well, we hope so. We'd love to share it with everybody and every nonprofit should be able to benefit no matter what the the children might be interested in. Our books are available anywhere that books are sold, but given that we're all sheltering in, they are available on Amazon. You can find it by the title or under my name. Excellent. And I'm sure we'll put a link in the information about the podcast here so people can find it pretty easy. Linda, thank you so much. This has been such good information. Um, Even as a parent who's already down this road a little bit, I'm finding new ideas and I really can't wait to dig into the book with my kids. So thank you for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. And if anybody has some fun stories to share what they do with their kids, I'd love to hear about their successes. That is a great idea. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. We hope all our members and their families are safe and following all the important government issue guidelines about staying home and just staying in until we are through this situation. There are so many Tri-Deltas serving on the front lines during this crisis in healthcare and law enforcement and other areas. Our thoughts and Delta love go out to all of them as they continue to serve unselfishly. If you liked this 3 for You experience, you can find me more 3 for You topics at tridelta.org slash 3 for You. And if there are other topics you'd like to hear about that we haven't covered yet, we'd love to hear your suggestions. You can email us at podcast at tridelta.eo.org. Please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. We love five-star ratings, even though we're really kind of addicted to the three stars in Tri-Delta. We really love five-star ratings. Give us a shout. Let us know how we're doing. Thank you for talking Tri-Delta with us. Join us next time. Stay safe and bring you.